service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Good evening and welcome to another week here on the Go Radio Football Show. Craig Moore standing by. How are you, Craig? Absolutely brilliant, Paul. Thank you very much for asking. Mark Guidi, ready and correct? Yep, right up for it, Paul. Looking forward to a good show tonight. Here we go. Go, go. Can I tell you, goals galore at the weekend, as we know. Celtic that record their biggest away league win, 9-0 at Dundee United. And Rangers had already banged in four at home against Ross County. Another double for Cholak. 27 goals in six games. Not a lot wrong with our game, Mark, if you're one of the big two. Yeah, I mean, two terrific results um, at the weekend. You know, Rangers getting a uh, victory against Ross County turned out to be to be comfortable for them in the end. And then Celtic going to Tannadice, albeit the United not in great form, but still always a, a testing uh, stadium to go to. But Celtic absolutely wiped the floor with them. They were, it's a word that we've used very often for Ange Postecoglou's team, they were relentless. That said, Dundee United were absolutely awful. Craig, what did you Oof. make of it, Celtic? That was a special performance, wasn't it? Looking at the intensity, they never stop. Relentless, ruthless. Yep. Um, Celtic were red hot at, at the weekend, you know, in terms of the the, the passing, the movement. Um, Dundee United had absolutely no answers whatsoever. Um, don't worry about talking about names. For me, it looked like there was mannequins that were, that were out there. It looked like a passing drill. It just looked like a training session for Celtic. Um, Rangers... 4-0 uh, in the end, quite comfortable. Look, so the results kind of for Rangers and Celtic over the weekend went exactly the way people thought, yeah. but I don't think uh, any of us kind of on the run that Dundee United had had would expect Celtic to absolutely blow them away. And of course, since we were together on Friday night, we know the order now of the games for the Champions League. It kicks off with Celtic a week tomorrow at home to the reigning champions. Yeah, you know, James just given us the, the schedule here, Paul, that he said it came out first thing on Saturday morning. You're right, a week tomorrow, we'll be on here, we'll be preparing for Celtic Real Madrid, 24 hours later, Ajax v Rangers in Amsterdam, and it's right through, it's non-stop until the, the last midweek of fixtures, 1st of November, Rangers at home to Ajax at Ibrox, and then the following night, Wednesday 2nd of November, Real Madrid v Celtic in the Bernabeu. And one thing I did say, Paul, when the, before the fixtures came out, you probably want Real Madrid as late as you can. Mm. You would expect Real Madrid to have qualified for them. You know, who knows what's going to happen. But I think the fixtures have come out quite kind to, to Celtic as well. I think they're decent. And kicking off against the Champions League holders at Celtic Park a week tomorrow is so special. Celtic-Real Madrid here in Glasgow. And then the next night, Craig, I take it you'll be in one of your favourite cities, Amsterdam, oh. Ajax against Rangers. I tell you what, I would love to, love to be on that trip. Uh, and again, look... Personal experience against Ajax in the Champions League mm. wasn't a fantastic one for me. 
um, uh, a young Mark Overmars who was absolutely flying back in the day and Paul Gascoigne getting sent off after 10, 15 minutes. Oh, I was there. Amsterdam probably, Arena. Probably didn't help there. us, Mark. It was a great learning experience. I guess with the holders at that time. Ah, was, frightened yeah. of 94, 95, I think. But yeah. yeah, no, this is a great match and a great start to the group. Uh, for Rangers, then obviously at home to to Napoli, we we spoke about the draw and how how it kind of plays out for both Rangers and Celtic, and you know the that middle one or the middle two games for Rangers against Liverpool home and away. Um, again, I think it's a decent draw for Rangers. Uh, people will laugh because I said it was a good time to get Liverpool. Then they go out and only win nine nil. There was a bit of ribbing going on in yes. a WhatsApp, wasn't there, over the weekend? And, and, yeah. and rightfully so. And yeah. rightfully so. But I still think it's a good time to get Liverpool. They're not going to do that again, are they? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's amazing, isn't it? Liverpool Rangers, the fourth of October, and then uh, RB Leipzig against Celtic the following day, and then on the eleventh, Celtic Leipzig, and then Rangers Liverpool here in Glasgow, and then at the end, Rangers Ajax on the first of November. And 2nd of November, Real Madrid against Celtic. And as you mentioned, that might be the right time to get them if if, if there is a good time to get them. But look at the weekend. Am I being, being naive by saying that both teams, Rangers played really well on a Saturday, and Celtic, away from home, nine goals? Mark, what can we read into it? Because they were on great form. There were so many. A hat-trick for Rabada, a hat-trick for Kyogo. Can we measure it? Can you measure that the both... Teams are very confident. Both managers have built very good squads. Um, we don't know what's going to happen midweek, obviously, but you would, you would imagine Rangers Queen of the South, Rangers will win. Mm-hmm. Celtic will beat Ross County. You would imagine, albeit that will be a tricky time Wednesday night. Then you're getting to Saturday, lunchtime, mm-hmm. whatever you're calling it, Paul. You're always good at billing these games at too early, too early for judgment day. But they'll, they'll both go into feeling confident that they can get a good result. I think Celtic will feel confident that they can beat Rangers with 57, 58,000 Celtic fans inside Celtic Park. I think they'll feel confident. I think Rangers will feel that they can go and do a European number yeah. at Celtic Park. And I'm not necessarily saying they'll go there confident they can win. They'll believe that they can win. Mm-hmm. But I think for Rangers, he said to Giovanni Van Bronckers, you, you're getting out of Celtic Park with a, with a draw. That's a great result considering mm-hmm. the circumstances. Likewise, as it would be for if it was Celtic going to Ibrox. I think because of the way it's weighted now with, with, with the supporters... It's a good one not to lose the game if you're if you're the away team. But I would I would certainly expect Celtic to be on the front foot and, and take the game to Rangers and Rangers just choosing their moment yep. when to, to try and pick them off. Yeah, I see I see it look exactly the same. Look, Celtic, we know are only gonna go and play the attacking brand that they've played and they've played so well. So look, if they get that that early goal in a match and it just it gives them huge confidence. The, the, the flip side of that, Mark, and you're right, you're spot on. I think the confidence for Rangers will, will come by by able to keep Celtic quiet and to grow into the game and then maybe look to to hit on the counter-attack, which is something that they have uh, played and, and played quite well in the European uh, style of, of, of football. So, look, a couple of games, obviously, midweek. Uh, so, a, a bit to play out. I think players will be rested midweek uh, and players will be ready to go yeah. come weekend uh, for that first real test. And we're watching the transfer window as well in England. Three days, five hours, 49 minutes to go. And an extra day here in Scotland because of the League Cup games, the Premier Sports during the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so does England close on Wednesday night? Yes. We yep. Wednesday night and we are Thursday night at midnight. So we are Thursday right night, Friday. Yeah, yeah. We are no. right th- yep. Thursday night, midnight, into Friday morning. Yes. Thursday, Friday. Yep. Yeah. So for, like, for us, yep. be great. We'll see how it works out. Uh, I think there will be a, a bit of movement, Paul, in and out. You know, it always happens the last 24, 48 hours. Um, they want to see what they can do. They want to see what's out there. 
clubs then end up desperate to move one or two of their own players on. Can I throw one at you? Yeah. See Chelsea have announced that Ross Barkley has mm-hmm. left the club mm-hmm. by mutual consent. Yep. Could he be coming to the East End or to the South Side? Uh, no. I would be no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say never at something like that when he's a free transfer, Paul. Um but would expect him to be at Celtic or Rangers? No, I wouldn't, but it's not something you could completely rule out. And and the beauty now for, for Ross Barkley is he doesn't need to sign this week. He's a free agent, so he can take his time, see what happens with the window, and then he becomes one that somebody can actually maybe go and get this time next week if they don't get their preferred. So he can actually negotiate himself a really good deal mm-hmm. maybe a week or two from now. Look, he's only he's only 28 years of age, and let's not, let's not remember, I think it was only four years ago that that move happened, eventuated to Chelsea, and on the back of incredible performances at Everton. Um, 28 years of age is, is, is still a very, very good age in terms of football. I think he's still got a lot to offer. And it, look, he, he most certainly will be in a very good position where he won't be short of offers. That business and that deal to get out of, of Chelsea is to enable him to, to have the best opportunity to move forward. I, I think with somebody like... Um, we partly agree. I think he's a wonderful talent. I remember at Everton, really enjoyed watching him. Great kid, burst yeah, on. Seems, seems like a good yep. boy. Um, but I would say particularly for... For Rangers looking at something like that, I think they'd be very mindful of what happened to Aaron Ramsey yep. in terms of his attendance record. Yep. And I think Ross Barkley's the same. When he's on it, mm-hmm. he's absolutely terrific, but his attendance record isn't the best. All right, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. What's in your mind? Give us a call, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and Craig Moore. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And loads of messages coming in on the socials at Go Football Show. You know the story at the weekend, Aberdeen 5, Livingston nil. Obviously, Livingston getting Jack Fitzwater sent off early. Kilmarnock fought back to win 2-1 at home to Motherwell. Huge win, their first win of the season. Rangers 4, Ross County nil. Antonio Cholak, the talk of the town. We haven't mentioned Morellas, and we're 12 minutes into the programme. <laughs> and St Mirren won Hibs nil, a game that you took in. We'll talk about that in a moment or two, but not just yet. And then on Sunday, Dundee United nil, Celtic 9 you feel for Jack Ross, don't you? But as the Glasgow station, we won't be. Well, we will talk about it during the next tours, of course, we will. And Hearts beating St Johnson three two. Uh, Saints might be disappointed to to lose that late. The Lawrence Shankland penalty. What do you think? Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Shall we hear from the managers? Nine nil Celtic. Here's Ange Postecoglou. Yeah, to say um, yeah, the boys were great. Uh, stayed really disciplined, focused. Um, we kind of you know knew that sort of Dundee United were going through a tough spell and. I guess for us it was important that we kind of set our stall really early and put them under pressure. And, you know, in the end, um, you know, I think we just sort of wore them down and, and you know, the quality of our goals were, were, were pretty good tonight. Pretty good tonight. What about um, Kyogo, first of all? A hat-trick in the first half. Yeah, and, and look, we talk about his goals, but his work his work rate with and without the ball is is incredible. And that's why that's why he gets his goals. That's why um, there's a lot of attacks for Celtic. He, he, you know, he's, he's effort without the ball is that's incredible goals that he scores fantastic he gets a hat-trick which he was delighted with but you listen to Anne's there as well you've got a manager who's under the pump at Dundee United let's be honest in terms of the way that performances are gone he wanted to go for the throat uh, and that is you go ruthless relentless uh, and his team give him exactly the performance that he wanted what's wrong at Dundee United do you think I mean Tony Watt on the bench Charlie McGrew on the bench yeah a bit surprising yeah, I mean that you know they're, they're players that you feel could make a contribution. No, there's reasons, you know, a few stories going around, particularly um, you know some of the um, stuff that's, that that might be happening at Tannadice. I don't really, it's not nice to talk about if it's, you know if you don't know whether it's absolutely true um, or not. But what we do know is on the evidence of on the park 
yesterday for, for 90 minutes, Paul. It's nowhere near good enough. I thought Jack Ross's interview after the game was very, very good. A really honest assessment. He faced up to the questions, didn't shy away from them. Um, and I hope, you know, that he's given time. The thing that you could say, you know, you wonder to yourself when you look at that level of performance, and Jack Ross is right, regardless of the calibre of the opposition, you shouldn't be losing 9-0 in a Scottish Premiership yeah. game. You shouldn't be, particularly on your own pack, mm -hmm. when it's 11 v 11. You, it shouldn't be happening. So Jack's got to ask yourself, what's happened? Are one or two players down tools? Are there one or two bad apples that I need to get out the door before Thursday? Is there one or two that I desperately need to get in? Do I need to go and sign another goalkeeper? Because never underestimate how good a goalkeeper can be. Does he need to go and pull out the stops to get something? There'll be all sorts of questions going through his head. First thing is, I hope he's given time. I'm really disappointed that there's a narrative emerged after five games that Jack Rocks, and I know he's conceded seven, he's conceded four, and he's conceded mm. nine, but really, he's just come in the door. Yeah. Should be getting rid of it. That, that's, it's horrible. Yeah. Horrible that you're talking about, and he has to face up to those questions. And I know we've all got jobs to do, and you've got sure. to ask them, yeah. but I think it's, for me, I find it disgusting that a manager is facing those kind of questions and that kind of narrative that's been put on him mm -hmm. it's the same as Stephen Gerrard down the road yeah. yep. Stephen Gerrard lost his opening Premiership game at Bournemouth and people are already saying is that him finished yeah. is he going to get sacked and Why? it's the same with Jack it's yeah. wrong Paul yeah. it's just yeah. modern but day now but they're it's not surprised so social but media Matt, as well yeah. but they're not surprised with that they know exactly what they're going into they know I, I, I agree with you in terms of I think it's far too early for the type of criticism that does come their way but it, it's part of the, it's part of the business it really is I mean look Jack Ross has been unlucky because Dundee United against RZ, again, mm -hmm. started off the game very, very well and then RZ got a little mm -hmm. bit of confidence and all of a sudden went, woof. Celtic were exactly yep. the same. Sure. The one thing that I looked at in terms of that performance from Dundee United and you can talk about coaching and all those kind of things and a lot of the goals that Celtic scored, right, ball watching from Dundee United players mm -hmm. all over the field. That's coachable. That's coachable. So there's some work to... I mean, I heard Jack Ross's interview after as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel for him because it's not one issue. As he said, it's several issues. And he's only had to, seven games with that team. Right. And, and again, I would, I would give him time 100% yeah. because I believe that you do need time to turn things uh, turn things around. He also left out the two Aussie boys, Bayich and Birigetti, um, after the, these kind of performances. Yep. So, look, he's trying to find the best possible level to go out and do justice. Celtic fans will say they don't really care about that. Yeah. They care about yeah. their performance. Here is the manager speaking about Kyogo. He was speaking to Sky Sports afterwards. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's been great all along. And, um, you know, he's he's such an important part of what we do. But, you know, he understands. It's not just, you know, his goals. I mean, you know, the way he harassed the opponents. I mean, he was the one that sort of instigated a couple of the counter-attacks that we scored from. So, um, you know, it's not just his goals. It's his overall work rate. And, you know, to be fair, all our strikers work awfully hard. and But they also get the rewards. What do you do when you've got two players with hat tricks, Craig? What happens? Did it ever happen to you? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm I'm so, I wasn't one of the players that would get <laughs> a hat trick. That's for sure. <laughs> I take it they get a ball each. Yeah, that's what happens. Cut it get, in half. They do. Cut of course half, they do. Yeah. Here's Leal. He talks about Leal Abada, who had a terrific game, especially. Well, I was going to say second half, but he played well throughout. And Leal's he's a fantastic young player, and and you know everything we've asked of him in the last sort of yeah, 12, 14 months, he's just. You know, taking every challenge and um, there's more growth in him. He's only a young man and, you know, he's, he really wants to learn. He wants to get better and, um, you know, it was a good game for him today to come in because uh, we knew he'd get plenty of the ball and, and be able to, to do what he does and, uh, you know, it was great for him to get his goals. So many options. Yeah, I mean, Paul, I've, I've got to say, I was on the 
programme a few weeks ago I think it was the first week leading up to the start of the, the season and I, and I questioned Kyogo as, a, as, a, as a, an out and out number nine I'm thinking is he a really out and out number nine is he that kind of centre forward that I would regard as a striker and I thought mm, I'm not sure about him I'm not sure but I have to say whoa. I, I didn't doubt he's, he'd get ability don't get me wrong but I, I thought maybe people were maybe going a wee bit overboard about him yeah, yeah. I have to say, wow! I mean, how wrong was that? He's, he, he deserves it all, yeah, and yeah. and and more. You know, the, the quality of his finish, for his second goal, the intelligence of his game. I think they highlighted in one of the analysis shows yesterday, if it was either on, on Sky or BBC. But his intelligence of being on, being offside, but not getting caught offside yeah, yeah. and yeah. coming back. And it's clever, clip, uh, and it's timing. Defend, it's perfect timing. You know, the yeah. timing run. You look at the amount of goals that he scores when there's inches and. Mm-hmm. inches in it whether he's on or off and once or twice he'll get caught yeah. but most of the time he's got it down to a tee he's brilliant and by the way I have no doubt absolutely no doubt they'll get 20 goals this season I think he can get 30 I think he can go to 30 plus I think as well so you, what, you, what you're saying there Mark so the reward that he got for the first goal the first goal he actually goes and presses the goalkeeper mm-hmm. who then has to go long so he's actually put in the put in the work then the ball drops I think it's a tarty a header but um, Abada plays an absolutely amazing ball. Amazing ball through to Jota. And that's when you get Kyogo's reaction. But it's it's off that hard work, forcing the, the ball long in the, in the first place. So that's where I think Ange touches on the work that he puts in. He deserves his goals. He really does. And, and for Abada, a young player that's come in, uh, who, who, to be fair, I thought started the season last year very, very well and was still getting a little bit of flack. You know, he's a little bit young. He, he's yeah. this and that. I actually think he's done very, very well. And he's... He's getting better, so that's that's important for him and also for Celtic. He shaded a little bit, but that's what happens with young players. He's so young, it's 19, phenomenal. 19. So you, you know how the scoring charts looks for the league. Kyogo Furuhashi, five appearances in the league, six goals. Bojan Miofsky of Aberdeen, mm. Antonio Cholak of Rangers. Well, um, Miofsky's on five, actually. So Cholak will speak Rangers in a moment or two. Van Veen, uh, four goals as well, same as Cholak in the league. Abada, four as well. Jota on three. We haven't even mentioned Jota, who the... Um, Another good I mean, game. Exactly. Yeah, another yeah, great game yesterday. Yep. Lauren Shankland on three. Carol Starfelt, that new striker, the big <laughs> one that comes up from the back, scored again. Moritz Jens on the bench yesterday on two. Gikamakis on two. We'll hear from GVB shortly. But there's so many goals. That's Celtic's biggest ever away win yeah. in the league. And how the fans enjoyed it. And, you know, I heard that Richard Keyes was saying, Arsenal, why are they celebrating so much when they beat Fulham in a London derby? But come on, it's not winning the league. And there's been a bit of criticism about, you know, Celtic fans enjoying an occasion like that. And maybe the Rangers fans away as well. They're the lifeblood of the game, are they not? Is yeah. it not great to see thousands of people up from Glasgow and enjoying a win? Yeah, paying a right few quid for a ticket, yeah. no doubt. Watching a team scoring five, six, seven, eight, nine goals. Being entertained. Beautiful day yesterday. They're all buzzing. Champions League draws just came out a couple of days earlier. They've got a um, was it last 16 League Cup tie coming up. I've got the game against Rangers at home on Saturday then I've got Real Madrid at Celtic Park on Tuesday night what? they've travelled up to, to Tanadice it's a 180 mile round trip yeah, yeah. enjoy it absolutely enjoy it and by the way there'll be a few of them and I think Ange as well there'll be a few be really disappointed it wasn't 10 oh, they've been absolutely buzzing <laughs> yeah. to get to get to double figures no absolutely and I, I think look when when you you know whatever team you play for and all that sort of stuff and you, you go and get a good victory right and you're going and you're supporting that or you're going over to show your appreciation to the supporters. Absolutely, that's brilliant. That's what the, that's what the supporters pay their hard earned for. That's what they want to see after the game. 
little bit different if it's the players that are carry on a little bit like by themselves uh, after one result. Yeah, we know that a title's won after a season, but go and share the good experiences with the fans. Brilliant. These two are on fire. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go Radio Football Show. The guys are just giving me points there. Spot and on. It's oh, minus spot three. On. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back... Crofty and Grado tomorrow morning when you get up with the traffic and travel. It's so important all the way up. Oh, you won't know, Mark. You're not up in the morning, are you? But (laughs) but the traffic in the morning, it's a great show. Oh, Oh, it's so important. Craig, when I look like that, you can say something. I mean, you're not you two ganging up on me. Early morning, late morning. What's what's Uh, the difference, Mark? It's all, it's all. Listen, it's, the roads are always busy now, no matter where Listen, you go. The schools are back. Oh, We're back temporary on. traffic yep. lights, roadworks, the lot. Oh, it's murder trying to get about. We're going to have some big news coming for you soon with, uh, you know, look at the diet. Celtic, Real Madrid, a week tomorrow here in Glasgow. The following night, Ajax against Rangers. The following week, Rangers Napoli. Here, leading the uh, Serie A, yeah. certainly they were on Friday, yeah. Shakhtar against Celtic. <laughs> That's an earlier kick-off on the 14th. Liverpool Rangers on match day three, eight o'clock. That's the 4th of October. Leipzig against Celtic. Rangers fans know them so well. 5.45. I'll not give you all the times just now. And then match day four, Celtic against Leipzig. Rangers versus Liverpool. And then Celtic Shakhtar, Napoli Rangers the next night. And then at the end, uh, Rangers, Ajax and Real Madrid against Celtic. When I say at the end, Mark, we're hoping yeah. that both of them could be moving on from from the initial yeah, group stages. Do, do you know what, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to all the ties, Paul. I mean, the, the city's buzzing already and we'll be right through the, 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 the second week in November and hopefully mm-hmm. it's, it's a positive outcome over the six games. I'm really looking forward to and intrigued to see how it's going to work for Celtic. You know, for Rangers, we've seen them a number of times yeah. under um, Giovanni now and, and the Champions League qualifiers, you know, under the most severe pressure uh, coming through and, and producing the goods to get the, the, the £40 million jackpot. And we've seen them get into a European final there in May. But with Postacoglu, when you think back to this time last year when they started playing in Europe, they, they, they lost to Mitterland and a couple of big kind of scores, you know, four threes and three twos. And, um, but that was early in, the, early in his tenure. You know, yep. when you think about it, we still getting to grips. You then go on to the, the defeat against Bodo Bodo Glimp, which was a shocker. I'm not saying Celtic kind of down tools in Europe, but then, but I don't think they, they treated the European Conference League with with any great importance. Which I think at that stage was was fair enough to be honest. Now it's proper. He's a year in the job. He's had a right good seven or eight weeks to prepare uh, for Europe. You know, and, and they've been putting a lot of work into it Monday and Friday, getting themselves ready. For all the big challenges and none more so than Saturday when Rangers come to Celtic Park. But I'll just be so interested to see how it works for them. How this Celtic team, uh, which are bulldozing their, their way mm-hmm. through the, the, the league at the moment, how they cope um, uh, in a midweek in Europe, how the manager does, the coaching staff, how it all works. Works that's a, out for them, you that's know? a really good point. We'll come back to that in a wee while about uh, how Celtic will do in Europe. Because Rangers, in the last three years, under Steven Gerrard, and now under GVB, have a great, outstanding track record in Europe. Rangers bulldozed their way to the top of the table on Saturday for 22 hours or so, 4-0 win against Ross County. Here's the manager. Well, very pleased, very pleased with the performance, clean sheet. Uh, the result was what we wanted. I scored four goals, I think, uh, fantastic goals. The way uh, we build up uh, towards the, 
the chance and, and finally the goals. So, uh, yeah, more than pleased than uh, today. And the goal spread in both halves? Yeah, of course. You want to uh, start well, um, and I think we did. So we were very happy to score two goals in the first uh, first half to make sure we, were, um, you know, we had a comfortable lead. And after that, uh, we continued to, uh, to play the same way in the second half. Craig Moore, what did you think of Rangers at the weekend? More than comfortable? Yeah, well, look, I mean, obviously 4-0. Uh, I expected Rangers uh, to be to be comfortable in this one. Um, expected Cholak to continue to to go on with the job and scoring goals, and he looks to be a player that is is full of confidence. So, yeah, in the end, I think um, exactly the kind of business that Giovanni would, would have wanted to be done uh, by his team. He went strong again after, you know, the success of against PSV. Uh, mid Midweek, I'm sure there'll be a, an opportunity for other players to come in and uh, try and present themselves in the best way leading into the weekend. Nobody's talking about Morellas, they're all talking about Cholak. Well, very pleased. I mean, he's uh, giving us goals, not only goals, but also his, his performance is really good. And uh, I'm really happy, as I said before, you know, the start he, uh, he has uh, uh, with Rangers is fantastic. So uh, now he needs to keep going. What about Cholak himself then, Mark? How impressed are you with the striker? Oh, great. I mean, Paul, he's just, he's just fitted into that that um, number nine jersey like an old slipper he's great you know he's just uh, so comfortable um, integrated well with his teammates speaks very well adapted quickly gets what it's all about um, you have no trust issues with him you know he won't let you down um, and you put the ball in the box he's going to be there or thereabouts and you know Rangers are, are always playing with wide players that's terrific to know that he'll be in about it and he'll make sure that he gives the, the centre-half a game. And nine times out of ten, he hits the target. He'll not always score, but he'll make the goalkeeper work. So again, I've said that a few times, Paul, but at 1.8 million quid, what an absolutely a brilliant piece of business. It could be the steal of the season. It yeah. could well be, absolutely, yeah. Craig, what are you thinking then about uh, Morellas? No, first of all, Cholak, he deserves his own moment, doesn't he? No, he, he does. Like I says, he's been extremely honest. He's worked um, ever so hard for the team. And like any new striker coming into a football club... The goals are the most important thing. It's given him the the, the feeling, the confidence. Uh, the fans have, have really bought into the effort that he gives. Um, he takes up good positions. He's also smart enough to know when to put the brakes on to get that little cut back like he does, I think, in the home tie against PSV, the second goal. Does it again at the weekend here for his, his first goal. And he doesn't maybe catch it unbelievably well, but he just takes up good positions in front of goal, and, and normally in front of goal, he's, he's quite good in terms of the way that he finishes. Has Morella's got a future? You talked yeah. on Friday and said if he can get himself yeah. fit, yeah, yeah, he'll feature. Yeah. Have you changed your mind in no. the last 48 hours? No, no, not at all. I, I, I believe that uh, a strong need, a strong Rangers need Morelos fit, need this challenge that's now thrown clearly down in front of Morelos. Um, that, you know what? There's another striker here that can play, that can score goals. Um, and I think that if Morelos... Uh, you know, gets his gets himself in order again. I'm absolutely certain that he'll have a play a role to play uh, between now and the end of the season. Absolutely, I think it's great competition. Mark, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if if he sold because I don't think Rangers would get the kind of money that, that they would want. So I think they're going to have to take a gamble and keep him. And I would call it a gamble, Paul, because you don't know what you're going to get from him. One thing that you'd like to think the penny would drop with, him and I think you know what enough is enough from me as in examining yourself and saying, what can I do better? Why was I left behind? And, you know, you, you, you sit down and, you know, having people around about they're actually going to tell you the truth rather than telling you what you want to hear. But I think between the manager publicly outing him, 
like that. And I think the dressing room as well, they've let the dressing room have let him off with a few things. And I think they've made it clear enough is enough. Uh -huh. We're not having it anymore. So between the manager and his teammates and the coaching staff, then I think the message to him is loud and clear. And if he doesn't respond this time, I think he'll get the second chance. Mm -hmm. Um and if he lets him down at any point, um, then I don't think you'll ever see him in a Rangers jersey again. So it's very much up to Morel. But it could well be that Giovanni's going to sit down this week and say, mm -hmm. you're away. Maybe they're working hard behind the scenes to get him out of the door. I don't think so. I think That's he'll it. be given mm -hmm. one more yeah. chance. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't see it. And, and you're right, look, I, I think... Look, Morelos is someone that he, he enjoys the the adulation that, yeah. that, he, that mm. he gets from the supporters. Uh, and and now all of a sudden, we're, we're maybe not going to be talking about Morelos and his goals. He's going to miss that. He's going to mm. want that back. And that, for me, is what is going to motivate him and drive him back to, to put himself into contention, to put himself back into a position where he's going to make a contribution to, to Rangers this season. At the end of the season, Mark, I don't know what's going to happen. I've got a, I've got a feeling that he may well run that contract down and Rangers mm. have lost that opportunity to make their money on him. Big talking points at the weekend and uh, this is going to be part of a feature we have now every Monday. G-A-R, the go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with joejunk.co.uk. The right decision when it comes to same-day rubbish removal. The guys are excited. Look at Craig Moore. Yeah, it's the brand new one. He wanted to sit in VAR. What's happening here? Yep, we've got you in the GAR. So, yeah, go assistant referee. Everyone's talking VAR, so James and the team have got together with Joe Junk, and we are now GAR after the big talking points at the weekend. And some of you were thinking, ah, they're not going to mention the James Sand situation. Should he have been off at the weekend? What do you think? Well, the manager was asked about it, and we'll hear what he says in a moment or two. But where are we going to start with that one? So James Sands, uh, he got a yellow card. Yes. And I don't think you could argue with the first one, could you? Craig, will we come to you first? No, yeah, look, uh, James Sands is someone that uh, has done very well in that central defensive position who is a midfielder, but sometimes he gets a little bit tight and gets caught in challenges. He does this again in this match. Uh, and uh, the incident where... No decision is made by the referee apart from the shrug of the shoulders. For me, is the wrong decision. Uh, I think that although he does slip, he on his way down, the the, the, the striker who, who rolls Sands, there is contact. He does pull him to the ground. I'm not saying it's a straight red card, but I believe it was a second yellow and therefore would have been a red card. Rangers would have been a man down. So Sands was a very, very lucky man. What was Don Robertson thinking, Mark? For those of you who didn't see it, it looked similar to the first one. Craig's described it well. But he brought the player down the player had a chance uh, to go through and score a shocking decision Paul absolutely shocking um, and no wonder Malky Mackay was, was was furious Rangers should have been down to 10 men whether it was a straight red or a second yellow whatever way the outcome should have been that he left the park and Rangers was down to 10 men but not only Don Robertson Paul Alan Muir the fourth official who are allowed to be active who are allowed to give information he's probably got a better view than Don Robertson because he's looking at it side on. It's probably only 15 yards from him. So between Don Robertson, the fourth official and the assistant referee over on the far side, for them, for none of them to see mm -hmm. that that was an incident that should have led to be to James Sands, it makes you wonder they, they shouldn't be anywhere near officiating in their game if that's the standard. I think also in terms of, you touch on the support there, the fourth official and AR, the linesman, assistant referee. There are times and there are things, although the referee had a very good 
view of this. But sometimes you do you do need that support. You're not just here to put your flag up and talk with the coaches. Actually, there are things that, that need to be looked upon uh, and potentially the referee needs to be advised. Mm. But look, this was a very, very strange one for me because I think anybody watching the game uh, goes, okay, we like it says, whether it's a straight red or a second yellow, the, the end result should have been that, that Sands was no longer on the field after... I'm not sure, between 17, 20 minutes. I don't yeah. know, I don't know nil, the exact nil, It was nil-nil. Yeah, nil. Yeah. Nil. And I read something Marky um, Mackay said, Don Robertson was going to let him know later on when he looked at it again. I don't think it would take much looking at it. Oh, and the, oh, and the oh, fact oh, that he yeah. just he looked and said, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Did they not like to send somebody off at Ibrooks or well, at Celtic listen, Park? You, you speak I, to any manager, Paul, and, and, and the top flight, and they'll say, you know, all, all, all that they, I think other managers and supporters of other clubs get annoyed because all you hear is Celtic and Rangers fans moaning about referees don't like them and they've got it in for them. You speak to any manager that goes to Celtic Park and I will say, we'll get nothing. We get nothing there because referees, they feel, are intimidated by the 50,000 home support or the 60,000 home support that yeah. they don't want to be seen given it. There's a backlash, there's yeah. everything. They don't like to do it. But if Don Robertson is contacting Malcolm McKay, he explains the decision. There's only one word that Don Robertson should be saying to Malcolm McKay, and that's sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Don Robertson, seriously, between Don and Robertson and Alan Muir, they should be embarrassed. Here's the manager speaking about it. Well, I mean, it was, of course, it was. Uh, he was already on yellow. You know, it's one of those uh, fouls where uh, it could go either way. So for us, I was lucky that we uh, that he didn't get the the second yellow. Yeah. Sometimes you are uh, lucky with uh, with cars, and sometimes it goes uh, not your way. But that's the the way the game goes. What do you make of what the manager said there, Craig? Hey, look, yeah. I mean, what else can he say? He was basically saying, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, he, he doesn't make the decisions. Nope. Sands was very lucky to, to stay on the park. Uh, Ross County and, and Malky McKay will be absolutely devastated because uh, it was a decision. Look, I still think Rangers go and win the game, but at that stage, it's nil-nil. Um, it was 11 v 11. It should have then, therefore, for a large part of the game. Been Rangers with a with a man less, and you're right that the, the referee marked to, to phone and apologise and say sorry, but it's irrelevant to Malky McKay. Mm -hmm. It costs it costs yeah. him it costs him at the weekend, and it, and he, and therefore the the apology after means nothing. Can I ask you briefly? I don't think it's in the same level. I don't think you will. Like. So on that one, the judgment is it should have been uh, ten men. You should have gone. Yes. Off. Agreed. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Right. The jury yep. is yep. this one. I'm not putting to the whole jury, but mm -hmm. Stephen Fletcher, the the uh, collision. Mm -hmm. um, he got a yellow card for the collision with uh, Joe Hart. Thank goodness the keeper was back up. Yes. It was stopped for minutes. What, what's your take on it as a former player? Yeah, for me, I think he had every right to to go and try and challenge for for the ball coming into the box. Um, he doesn't then follow th through. Um, that doesn't mean to say that he doesn't um, obviously injure. Yeah. Uh, Hart, who who thankfully pulled up uh, okay, and a little bit of blood and a few staples on the head. But for me, the yellow card was the right call um, for for this incident. I don't think there was any nastiness nor intent from Fletcher. Uh, I think it was the right decision. It was just a player that was committed to go and try and score a goal. Mark, yeah, I mean, first of all, good goalkeeping from from Joe Hart, very brave. Oh, he didn't make a meal of it. You know, he stitched in credit for me. He got up and played on. It was it a red card for Stephen Fletcher? For me, absolutely not. He's just late. He's going for a ball. There was no intent to go and hurt Joe Hart. And I think you could see that with Stephen Fletcher's reaction. It was natural to make sure that the goalkeeper was okay, particularly when you could see the blood. So I think that the referee, let's name him and give him credit, yeah. Stephen McLean, I think he called that one uh, absolutely right. OK, those are your decisions, gentlemen of the jury. That's us up to date. G-A-R, the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with joejunk.co.uk.
These two are loving the power. We'll be doing it again next week. And no doubt after the Champions League as well. Quick break and then we're back. You know, there's games tomorrow night. Rangers in action. Games on Wednesday as well. The Premier Sports Cup. And also the score predictor from Friday. You came very, very close. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Go. go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore... Mark Guidi, countdown's on to Celtic against Rangers. And we'll be on air, of course. Barry Ferguson, John Hartson will be here. Good line-up, isn't it? Tasty. We're looking forward to it. Almost as good as you two, of course. But, uh, <laughs> almost, yeah. almost. Yeah. almost. Uh, uh, looking uh, looking uh, forward to uh, it. I was, wait, I was waiting for that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Loads of you calling in. You know what we're going to do now? The Score Predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements. Specialists in all aspects of UPVC windows and doors. So, yeah, Kieran is back on the line. I told you it was close on Friday when he predicted for the weekend. He got so many of them right. Let me just check. Kieran, you're back on the line. Good evening. Hello, how's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Oh, did you enjoy it the weekend? You'd be Well, you'd be happy. You said you thought Celtic would score quite a few, but nobody thought nine. <laughs> nah, I didn't see that coming. So you got up to the game. Are you just parking the car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, right, well, I'm just uh, over at five aside. Yeah, are, are you off to five aside? Right, OK. Um, <laughs> right, while you park the car, here's what the manager said um, about playing their own way. That's what Ange Postacoglu was saying about Celtic's performance. Yeah, we spoke about it before the game. It's about sort of not going rolling out there and trying to win a game of football. It's about, you know, playing a game our way and, and making sure that, you know, irrespective of, of how the opposition set up or, or, you know, what they're feeling going into a game, that we impose ourselves on it and uh, like I said the boys were really disciplined with that I mean there was a patch in the first half where we got a bit scrappy with our passing but you know we, we rectified that quickly and uh, yeah the rest of the game was good How was it for you? I saw the pictures we watched it of course the atmosphere on the ground oh, it was brilliant I see some people are sort of criticising fans for enjoying these moments so much but it seemed to be with Kyogo. I mean, he's so enthusiastic, isn't he? And he urges the other players, he urges them to come over to you at one end of the ground. Ah, you just need a fresh air. So, you've <laughs> nearly won. Yeah, he's uh, economy of words there, which is yeah, good. Yeah. Great merit and brevity. <laughs> Jimmy Gordon told me all those years ago. Right, so, let's look at the figures. Aberdeen, Livy, your verdict was going to be? Aberdeen. And you were absolutely right, 5-0. 5-0, big win for Aberdeen. Is that a tonking? What would you call uh, that? Absolute. Yeah, yeah no, not absolute, that no. was a tonking. That... Obviously, there's an absolute tonking. Oh, I see, right, so that's a tonking, well done. Uh, Mark, you went for... A draw. A draw, I think you yeah, did with that one, yeah. 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 Um, Rangers 4, Ross County 0. Um, you all, I think, we went for Rangers, Oz, yeah. Yeah, I think I might have nailed the scoreline as well. But you did? Yeah, 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 well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oz went for Rangers, of course, sorry. No, no he's very fair. And uh, Mark... You did, uh, yeah. I went for, yeah. I went yep. for. I didn't get the score right. You went three nil. Yeah, yeah. I think I went two. And Kieran, you were grudging, but you, you kind of knew Rangers were going to win. Yeah. Yeah, Rangers deserve. Uh, St Mirren won Hibs nil. What was your verdict on that one, Kieran? It was Hibs. I know. This is the only one you got wrong. Do you know that? Yeah, it was the only one. Well, yeah. yeah. 
should have listened to me. I think I think yeah. I went with St Mirren. It was an Aussie boy, Keanu yeah. Bacchus. Well, you did, yeah. um, assist from Ryan Strain, another Aussie boy. Keanu Backus could have had a hat trick, by the way. Very right. good, very good on the day, and they deserve their win. You could be transferred to an Australian station if you keep going. Ah, come on, Australia. I mean, they're, they're Australian players doing well in Scotland, are, which is ball, great to see. In Scotland uh, Premier yeah, League, indeed. Uh, uh, so that was the only one you got wrong because then on Sunday, Dundee United nil, Celtic nine. You got it right. Everyone said Celtic. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. And Hearts St Johnson. That was a tough one. What did you think? Well, I, I went with Hearts, but I didn't yeah. expect it to be um, as mm. tight as, as what it was. And in the end, St. Johnston will be extremely disappointed uh, to lose a match and, and the way that they did. Mm. Um, but Hearts, to be fair, there were a lot of changes, forced injuries uh, to, to, to get the three points. A lot of people maybe felt that that was the case. Mm. Mark? It was. Um, I, I thought it should be a drop, and yeah, it looked yeah, like it. So, what drop. happened? How did they lose that late on? St. Yeah, was it seven I, minutes I, to go. I mean, it's. Um, you know, Hearts were, were good. I mean, they're really good middle front, Paul. You know, but St Johnston defended okay, got a couple of goals as well, but then just switched off. Um, just basic stuff uh, for Hearts as winner. And uh, Barry Mackay's won the penalty kick, and Lawn Shankland um, has put it away. And, and, and just hope that, that, that Liam Boyce is okay as well. Indeed, yeah. Paul, you know, he he might get, yeah, so. He left on crutches, didn't he? Yeah, so not quite sure what the, the full extent is yet, but hopefully um, he's okay. Kieran, what was your take on that one at Tynecastle? I joined Hearts as well. You did. And uh, the other game was on Saturday, Kilmarnock Motherwell. And what was your verdict on that one? Kilmarnock. Uh, you did. Their first one of the season. So you got everyone apart from uh, the one we just mentioned a that moment was a big ago. One. What did you go for? No, that was a big one. I went yeah. for I went for a draw that one, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure. But I, I couldn't see how Kilmarnock would get the results out. That yeah. was a massive, uh, massive result. Know. And by the way, you think of Ash, the fourth points that they've got this season. Ash Taylor, last-minute equaliser against Dundee United, opening yeah. day of the season, and then last-minute winner He scored some goals. He does against, score some uh, goals. Yeah, and I think you know, Derek had him at Aberdeen. He's getting on a bit now, but it just shows you sometimes there's a good fit. Guys, certain guys want to go and play for a manager, and Derek knows what Ash Taylor's going to get. Good experience, yeah. good communicator, and popping up with a goal. Well, Kieran, I know you've got football at six, so well done. you got Aberdeen right, the Aberdeen win. you got Kilmarnock. That was the only one. You got Rangers right. You got uh, oh, the Hibs one was wrong. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Celtic win and Hearts win. So you get £100, but it would have been an extra 750 oh. But Kieran, thank you. Give us your predictions tomorrow night. What do you think up in the Premier Sports Cup? Um, what about Rangers going down to Queen of the South? Rangers, uh, he says not Rangers. And for Ross County Celtic, <laughs> Celtic, Celtic. Kieran, thanks a lot. Enjoy the game tonight. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Kieran. Thank Kieran. you very much. And you know we're doing that with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements, and you can win cash every Friday. Just register now by coming on. You get hundred pounds. Uh, so go to thisisgo.co.uk for your chance to win. And. He was one result away from 850. That means rolling over another 150 pounds. Even I can work out. It's a grand. That's it. Grab a grand on Friday night. (laughs) For Kieran there, that would have been a grand. No, he would have enjoyed that one. And uh, Craig, a thousand pounds. Somebody could win this weekend. It's the winning station, isn't it? A lot of money. Certainly is. Thanks very much, Kieran, for that. Off to the five sides. Mark, I saw you on Saturday morning. Your daughter was playing up in East Kilbride. She was, yeah. yeah but yeah. was that a narrow defeat? Yeah, they yeah. lost They lost uh, um, 3-1 East Kilbride uh, under-16s. Yeah, they lost uh, 3-1. Cambastown, they played so credit to, to Cambastown. But always mm-hmm. good to see the girls 
playing football uh, Paul was buzzing just now absolutely buzzing I had the two Blantyre teams playing yeah, and it was Blantyre tasty tie. Yeah, it was wasn't tie. it 2-0 yeah, the, but they were the favourites but uh, no one played well and the, the boys they lost 2-0 but there we are on the women's football of the weekend Hibs winning 3-1 at Dundee United uh, Motherwell 0 Celtic 8 Hearts 3 Glasgow 0 uh, Rangers winning 5-0 against Hamilton Women's Glasgow City 2-1 win against Aberdeen that was pretty tight and um yeah, Patrick Thistle, it was nil-nil uh, in their game. So quite a number of goals there. It's quite a golf, isn't there now? Especially I mean, Rangers and Celtic are beginning to, along with Glasgow City, but some high-scoring games, Mark, every week. Yeah, you know, and it's getting, the good thing is, Paul, the, the exposure that the women's game's getting there across the, the UK. And, OK, the, England won the, the Euros there in the summer, but there's a there's a kick-on uh, to, to the game up here again um, in Scotland. And it, it, it's getting bigger and better you know, they can see the standard is improving. There's still a lot of improvement to come with the standard, but the, the women's football's absolutely heading in the right direction. The Score Predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements. So thanks very much, Kieran, for coming on there. And you've won £100 this weekend. Whoever comes on will get £100 and they could get 1000 if they get all six right. That's all you need when... Big ass though, that's a tough one. one. Came really, really close. Uh, Other headlines today then, just looking um, at as transfer deadline looms and we're looking forward to the games tomorrow night as well. Reports that Alfredo Morales' agent offers Ranger striker to Fenerbahce. I mean, his agent must be looking, saying they don't know what's going to happen with Giovanni van Bronckhurst. Does he need to find an exit? But Craig, you think he's going to see out the season? I would think so, Uh, Paul. I just don't feel as if... Uh, you know where he is at just now. I don't see too many clubs wanting to take a chance, and and let's be honest, it would be a chance because you don't really know what you're getting. Uh, therefore, I think his uh, time will, will continue to, to happen at Rangers, and I think he'll be motivated enough to to go and get himself right and to do well for himself, which is probably going to be seeing his contract out, and then mm. not a great result for Rangers. But I think that's possibly what's going to happen. With transfer deadline looming in the next few days, three days for England, four for Scotland, um, we've talked a bit more coming in. Ange Postagoglu spoke about it a bit on Saturday. You never, there could be more signings, and there could be people going out the door at Celtic. Any word today, Mark? We're watching obviously for the Mikey Johnsons or a Yeti, or but no change today. No, nothing. It doesn't appear to be anything um, imminent. Paul obviously Haksabanovic has just come in. You know, the manager speaking very highly of him. Another great option along that the three in behind the main striker. Um, but again, you know, just there's there's a there's a lot there's a, a a fair bit of excess in the Celtic squad that they'll they'll, they'll be trying to trim off, um, you know, try to be creative. You know, clubs will be looking, you know, to try and get Celtic still to be paying the bulk of the wages if it's going to be loan deals, uh, for players. But yeah, I would imagine at least another two to be going out the door at Celtic between now and Thursday night. At Rangers, any insight, Craig? They've got the forty million coming in now for the Champions League. They have, and unless um, anything. You know, out of the norm happened a Kamada or something like that. A transfer situation happens with that kind of player, then I think Rangers would have a target and and look to maybe uh, you know re strengthen so to speak. Apart from that, look, they'll just be waiting for uh, for for opportunities and ready to move in case need be. I think that the club that probably might look to do a bit of movement um, and a force move. You know, Hearts. You look at you, you touched on on Boyce potentially being being out. Um, Kai Rolls also picked up a, an injury situation. Halkett's been out. So with their scheduling and the amount of games that they've got, they, yeah. they may look to try and, and beefen up again. 
Good point. We'll talk about the championship as well in the next hour. That's the first hour has flown in, but Partick Thistle on good form and a good yeah. win. So to Queen's Park. Yeah, and you know, a good win for, for Partick Thistle, good win for for Queen's Park. And uh, you know, those clubs will be looking to bring in two or three as well, Paul, before the, mm. the window closes. And I, I get the feeling though, you, you look at Queen's Park, they've had a, a terrific start mm. and um they're going to have a right good chance. They're going to have a right third? good chance of going up. Hmm? Third yep. of the time, yep. Partick Thistle, what, second? Yep. That's right. Yeah, at the table. Air, um, on top. air at the top. Then Partick Thistle and Queen's Park on Oof. 10. Morton on 8. What a win for them at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah well done, the ton. Uh, then Dundee <laughs> on 7. Hamilton, a win for them. Six points. Wraith Rovers on 6 as well. Inverness, Kelly Thistle, 5. Wow. Cove Rangers on 3 are brought on 2. How it's changed. Yeah. Listen, that's the first hour. Second hour, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We're building up to the weekend. But before that, there's games coming up tomorrow night and Wednesday as well. That's all coming up just after the news, which is next. Service your existing car with us right now. <laughs> And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. The table looks like the Celtic after five games on 15 points, 100% record. Then Dumbarton are the only two in Scotland, 100% record. Craig Moore, yep, you're the stats man. Yeah, Dumbarton, what, League 2, top of the table, yep. yeah, far from five. Rangers on 13 points after the five games. Hearts on 10 after their win yesterday after the European defeat the other night. But they're still in Europe, as we know, in the Conference League. Um, Aberdeen on nine points along with Motherwell and St Mirren. Three of them there together. Aberdeen winning at the weekend. Motherwell losing um, the first time since he was appointed as full-time manager. But um, they've had a good run, Motherwell. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. St Mirren. Nine points as well. Big win for them at the weekend. Livy on six. Hebs on five. Kilmarnock on four after the first win. St Johnson on three alongside Ross County. And Dundee United on one. Jack Ross, what is going to happen with him? Well, he's back in action. His team are on Wednesday night in the Premier Sports Cup. Before that, tomorrow night, Annan against Aberdeen. And how they would love to get some silverware. I think that was the last time they won a trophy, Mark, wasn't it? Under Derek McInnes. League Cup? Yeah, it was, I think, 2013-14. Yeah. yeah, it was. They beat um, Inverness on penalty kicks. Would that be right? John okay. Hughes' Inverness on penalty kicks at Celtic Park. Games that played at Celtic Park. And prior to that, was it uh, Roy Aitken's team, 1995? Well done. Yeah, it Cup. was. Yep. So that's Annan against Aberdeen. Dundee against Falkirk. Good battle there, isn't yeah. it? Championship yep. versus the... Uh, First division side, but Falkirk have been going well. Partick Thistle against Arbroath. Rangers against Queen of the South on Tuesday night. Tomorrow night, Rangers yep. back in action. Yep. Do you think he's going to freshen it up a little bit tomorrow? 100%. He will definitely mix, um, you know, give players that obviously haven't been involved in, in the last couple of matches. Paul, I think it's important. He'll be making sure that he's got everyone kind of prepared and primed for the weekend's match. The whole squad. So he has an opportunity to refresh mm -hmm. that. Who you're looking to see to come in? I'm just thinking people like uh, Ryan Jack, 
who he can't be happy that he's not seen as much game time. Um, also in the last year of his contract, Paul. Yeah. Ryan Jack everybody yeah. talks about Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos and rightly so but mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan Jack's an important part okay his market value is not as high as what you would get for a, for a Morelos or a, or a Kent potentially but you know Ryan Jack's a real important player I think he's well I certainly have said a year ago he was a, a natural successor to James Tavernier as, as a Rangers captain mm-hmm. but um, Ryan Jack's Important interest to see what happens with him. And big for Scotland as well. Yeah, so. sorry, yep. the, uh, there's lives when you look. I mean, you'd expect McGregor to get a match yeah. in, in, in this time of game. Who's that? <laughs> That's showbiz, isn't it? Is you, it I know. You know, King, yeah. who's come in and got some yes. game time recently, yeah. who who yeah. done well again. Why not let him back up and mm-hmm. and get some some more experience? You you, you touch on the likes of Jack Yilmaz, who's Yilmaz, not who's yeah. not who's not featured at Steve, all. So. Steve Davis looking for a wee bit more. Steve time. Davis, who obviously does well and gets his goal at the weekend. So Matondo probably start, won't he? Um, there's a lot what, of players. What is he? So tell me, I'm not. Is Morelos available for selection tomorrow night in terms of suspension no, he, and like that? He he would have got two matches, I'm sure. So, right, he, so he's, he's not available. He's still not available. Which is a pity because ideally, you, he would want to providing he's got a future at the club. Obviously, we're surmising yeah. that that he has. So because um, you don't really want him. Cholak's your only striker. Yep. You know what to risk him. So. What will it be then? Fashion Sakala is a kind of number nine tomorrow night. A Scott Wright is a number nine. Yeah, look, I mean, I, possibly you're right. Or and again, I've never been that that striker, right? But when they're scoring, when they're playing, they're that disappointed when they're left out. So yeah. you know, yeah. Cholak, Cholak, Cholak will be desperate to play, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he'll be looked after tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. So yeah. It'll be something different through the yeah. middle. Scotty Arfield is a false, a false nine. nine. Tom Lawrence is a false... Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. there's, there's options, isn't there? Certainly options with the two big squads. Uh, then Wednesday night, Hearts against Kilmarnock. And Kilmarnock have a decent record in that tournament, haven't they? Not yeah, that many years game. ago they won it. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good game. Isn't it? Castle, mm-hmm. absolutely. Livingston against Dundee United. <laughs> an arguably match of the night, isn't it? Apart from Ross County Celtic. But, oh my goodness, we'll come back to that in a moment, OK? Because actually David Martindale will be smarting. Can you imagine how he, f- he felt? I know they lost Fitzwater early on, but yeah. 5-0. Un- unlike him. Yeah. Unlike him, because they don't yeah. normally, they don't yeah. normally uh, you know, shift goals like that. And Motherwell against Inverness, Cali Thistle. And Ross County against Celtic. Will Celtic make some changes? I'm thinking Anthony oh, Ralston, absolutely. for example, yeah, uh, who yeah. played so well at the beginning yeah. of this year. Yeah, you there. know, like Ralston, yeah. Bernabai, mm. you know, uh, guys like that, Jack Amakis, if he's, if he's um, available. Yeah. Um, Haksabanovic, mm. no doubt, may, you know, may well come in. He's James, in front of the cameras today. James, James McCarthy, mm. maybe. Welsh well, in so. I, 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 would, yeah, I know he came on, but yeah. yep. I would expect um, I'd expect from from Saturday um, at least seven changes, if not more. And Seagrest as well, possibly yeah. getting the game. Yeah, again, yeah, I would think that again. You want to you want to keep yeah. your goalkeeper interested, your second goalkeeper, sorry. Yeah. And and these are the type of games I think where you give them that. You give them those minutes. And how I heard what you said earlier, how Dundee United could have done with an established keeper. You know, a terrific keeper yeah, yeah. like Seagrest, and he's uh, he's up in the uh, in the stand. But he is a big loss to Dundee United because they went forty minutes; they were only a goal down. It's curious, yeah. isn't it? When you see nine nil, yeah. I know the game was stopped for six or seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, I think again when you look at just pure numbers in terms of goals conceded for Dundee United and the runner, it doesn't it doesn't look pretty at all. But like I said, Azed Alkmaar. That that game was again. That was a perfect game for them. They got confidence. Went woof. Uh, at Celtic, to be fair, 
were red hot at the weekend. Mm. They they were in terms of the way that the execution, the pass and the slickness, the delivery, it was perfect. Um, so you, you've got a feel. I, I expected um, a statement, not a statement, but they're either today we're going to come out and say we're in support of or something was going to happen. They did last week when there was rumours doing the round that Jack Ross had resigned and uh, Tony Asgar came out and, and made a statement just to you know to put it to bed. So I think you need to be careful as well. There's no there's no too many. You don't want to listen. You've got to be respectful of social media and your fans' opinions, but you can't react to everything that builds that, that builds them. Sometimes you've just got to have a period of calm and just say, look, wait a minute. Maybe they've not made a decision yet. Maybe they're still talking over. Maybe Jack's slept on it for 24 hours and you know you, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes but certainly you can't just react to every every bit of uh, momentum on, on social media and Mark you have been you know, you've been everywhere in football you've covered it for years he said seven games in charge yeah. at Dundee United and I know United made it to Europe but there was a glut of clubs that could have made it top six in Europe or could have been down at the other end yeah. remember there was, there was a whole slew of clubs there was about six of them could have gone either way so yeah. it wasn't all rosy last year Surely you've got to give him time, but I know sometimes if you're losing so many goals, it's difficult. But surely they will give him time to turn it round. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. If I if I'm a chairman, chief executive, head of football, whatever titles are, are inside Tannadice, you should be you should be giving them time. You know, you, you see how it goes. Now, it may well get to let's say the window closes on Thursday, Paul. And let us say maybe there's one or two that Jack feels he has to get rid of. He has to get them out of the club. There'll be at least one or two that he definitely wants to bring in. So he'll want to assess things on Thursday night and say, OK, see, come Friday morning, and hopefully, they, for, for their point of view, they get a good result against Livingston in the League Cup. I think he'll need it. And then they're preparing uh, for Saturday's fixture in the league. I think Jack would only have a bit of doubt in terms of can he do the job if the next three days don't go the way they want him to, that is getting rid of one or two that he wants out the door mm -hmm. and bring him one or two. Now, if he look, assesses his squad and Friday thinks, oh my God, this is me for the next four months. This is me for the next 14, 15 league games. Oh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. So, it's not just about what happens on the park, Paul. It's about what he's able to do business-wise in and out between now and Thursday night. They want to spend a bit of money already as well. So again, it's, it's yeah. a really... It's a really tricky situation for him because it's all well and good saying getting players out, so you get you get players off the wage bill potentially. Um, but what can you actually bring in? And at this stage, it's not easy. The, you know, the, the the ones that have been at a level that, and that are decent have already made their moves. So it's not it's not an easy one for Jack Ross. Jack, another Jack has been on the socials saying, "What about the?" Uh... The, the teams that Celtic and Rangers are going to meet in Europe. So we'll look mm -hmm. at that, obviously, every Monday. Real Madrid winning, uh, although it was narrow against Espanyol, and as always, they left it late to win yesterday. But that's Real Madrid, isn't it? They tend to soak up the pressure, and then you know they score late on. So a win for Real Madrid. And for Liverpool, think, well, we know the score, uh, don't we? Well, yeah. I, I said it was a good time for Rangers to get Liverpool, and then yeah. they just go out and go, boom. 9-0 yeah. 9-0 Bournemouth seen Scotty Parker's interview after it and yeah. again he he was realistic but you know you, you felt for him Napoli I, I think got a 1-1 uh, draw with Lecce yep. away um, what, what else we got there we got Ajax Ajax I believe also got a victory they had a victory as well two they got, I think two it two was one, yep they had, a, they had a victory so I just sprung that one on you but I know that we uh we're across everything. And we will be as the weeks go on now. But 
closer, yeah, closer you get to those games, obviously, sure. the, 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 yeah, more, the more interest you take, the players. Oh, this uh, time next week, it's brilliant. Real Madrid will be taking a look around Celtic Park, getting their training session, their, their, their session in the night before the game. Uh, a week tomorrow, Rangers will be flying into Amsterdam, preparing for their game in the Amsterdam uh, arena against Ajax. You know, Calvin Bassey's yeah. Uh, yeah. Ajax, Ajax yeah. just about to sell Anthony, Anthony. Man United yeah. for £85 million. Pounds. They've already sold Martinez for £55 million. You think of Ajax, the, the, the money, that the business that they've done the past three or four years. Incredible. De Jong, De Ligta. Van der Beek. Yeah. yeah, you know, so Van der Beek was what, 35, 40 million? Uh, yeah, 35, 40. De Ligta, De Ligta 60. 75. De Ligta, so, and the then they've just, they've just pulled in 140 million this summer. How do they manage to do it? Because they only get 7 million for winning the Eredivisie which we get you know Scottish team gets what 2 million but, yeah, yeah. That, but it's, it's not that much more compared to England uh -huh. Mark it, it, it's a remarkable yeah. I know they've you, not been as good why? as they were you yeah. know why they can continually do that because you, you, you create a trend yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. obviously the, it's, it's not something that's new now so, so people that, that, that buy off Ajax know that they're getting a well educated player that's ready to go at, at any level and 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 the value that they, they keep doing that and then the contacts that they continually keep players that have come through their football club mm -hmm. it's brilliant the way they do it and they'll continue to do it they'll make fortunes year after year so after year what's different there is it an academy system that's even better than we have here yeah and, and relying a lot on their their network when mm -hmm. people actually leave the club pool yeah. yeah that's that's for me is really really important players don't leave um, then they go into different roles in, in, in years to come. That continues to help what you can build as a football club. And do they give more of an opportunity to homegrown talent to they have come a clear up through plan. the ranks? They have a clear yeah. plan to bring their younger players through. I speak, spoke with PSV recently, and, and again, it's, it's important for these type of clubs that they do produce a young talent that excites the fans. Mm. That's part of their remit. So these players are getting pushed, probably more so than what happens here in Scotland. Mark, we'd yeah. love to see that more. Wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, the, the Dutch have got it right, Paul. Well, you know what they do? There's a proper system, there's a clear pathway, and what they do is they put proper time and effort and investment into their youth academies, into their scouting at 10, 11, 12, 13 years of age, even even younger. And then as always said, if you break into the Ajax first team, you will be given a chance. So if you're showing anything, 17, you're going to get a crack at it. See, by the time you're maybe 20 years old, and you've got 100 first-team games under your belt and you're showing something, you're away. You're away for 20, 30, 40 million pounds or maybe more depending just how special you may be. And when you're buying clubs, so you're, you're a club in England or you're a club in Italy or a club in Spain, you've got trust and faith in the Ajax system. You've got trust and faith in the PSV system and the Feyenoord system and also the AZ Altmar system yes. who won the Academy of the Year three years in a row um, not so long ago they were nicking the best youngsters from, from Ajax final mm -hmm. than PSV so there's a real trust in Dutch football that they rear their own a track record of it for I mean, you, you go back to that Ajax team at the top of the show that you are talking about 95 you played against what, Clavert, 20, Clavert yeah. scored the winner I believe Yeah, at 18 years of age yeah over Mars yeah he went alright Danny Blunt <laughs> Van der Sar the De Boers you know yeah, you Alec. think about all those players that, that they were in wow. and around. It's incredible. They've done Patrick it for Clivert. many, many years. I think Clivert scored the winner at like yeah. 18 yeah. years. Yeah, I think 4-0 four, four that night. I remember it, yeah. So where are we doing that? Sorry? 4-1. Okay. They're doing it at Queen's Park <laughs> when, they, when they brought in Marjan uh, Booker last right. year. Yeah, and he's from, from AZ Alma. Yeah. Yes. So 10 that's... Plan. Yeah. Mm. Paul, it's, it's, a, it's a way to do it. You know, that, that's the thing with... with, with 
that we see other clubs that you know maybe a new manager comes in he does he, he wants to bring in his own head of a cadet no it's got to be structured mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. let the people that you trust um go on with it but we the, the, the thing for me I think we do produce good young players but I'd like to see us produce more I'd like to see a real like that like you're saying the Queen's part a 10 year plan a real don't just pay lip service to it because you need to tick a box to get your club licence off the SFA actually do it properly put time and investment and do you know what's just as important as having a good first team coach at first team level yeah. the coaches that you're coaching these kids at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 to give them good habits to educate them in the game so that when they get to first team level you're not having to teach them the basics they're ready and then you're just getting that wee special bit mm-hmm. from your first team manager but the coaches it's like who's coaching the coaches Who's making sure the coaches are up to speed? Who's making sure the coaches that we have in our country are of the quality of the coaches, for example, over in Holland, where population's not, you know, not a huge difference. Finances, not a huge difference. If anything, our clubs, our top clubs pay more than what the top clubs do in Holland. So we three things that we can learn, Paul, you know? Network. Trust yeah. me, trust me on that. Nes- you Contacts. know, when PSV, yeah. when PSV goes on a South American, who do you think they go through? Uh, Romario. Ah, bravo. Romario uh, or Ronaldo, mm-hmm. uh, players that know the, the know the market space, know the quality. They they're so certain about the business that they're going to do. It's the way forward, isn't it? To give yeah. people time to put the infrastructure there. And, and, and here we are. And I know it's different, but here we are. And tonight we've had a lot of focus on a manager losing his job after seven games. Well, Madness. Yeah. But that's not your fault. We've sure. got to cover it. But when you think about it. It's absolute madness. After seven games and two and then ten weeks, some people are calling helm, for it. It's not, some, yeah, yeah, some sure. people are saying, yeah. "Should they be out the door?" And you mentioned the first hour in England. Yeah. Uh, the chat today and yesterday was all about Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. People have decided that he's really under the microscope, and, and we know it. The big bucks come with these jobs, yeah, yeah. but suddenly it's gone from, you know, Stephen Gerrard, and they welcomed him there, yeah. and they could still be mid-table. I mean, nobody thinks they're going to be top six, really, are nah, they? But nah. I, I know that's the ambition for yeah. it. Tough uh, in football. Quick break and then we're back. I'm going to ask you, who's going to win the Premier Sports Cup? Because it's the first trophy of the season coming up soon. That's coming up just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Monday on the Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney. This time tomorrow night I'll be here with John Hartson and Stephen Cragen. And maybe you... We're going to have some fans coming into the studio as well. More and more people making the switch and joining us from five every evening, Monday to Friday. Edwards, goals, goals at the weekend, wasn't it? How many did we say at the top of the programme? 27 goals at the weekend. And that has to be good for the game, isn't it? Especially if you're winning. Yeah, and, and people... look, ah, the supporters, yeah. the fans, they want, they want to see goals, they want to see entertainment. That's what, that's what it's all about. Unfortunately, the... The teams that are conceding them, <laughs> maybe their fans are not delighted, but it's entertainment. We want to see goals. League Cup, Premier Sports Cup tomorrow night. I'm going to ask you both who you think is going to win it. Um, and could anyone, well, they could, someone out with the old firm. But is there a candidate who might just snatch one of the trophies? This last season, of course, Celtic doing the domestic double, Rangers the Scottish Cup, and Rangers getting to the final in Europe. But can somebody, I mean, could they? Yeah. Let's ask you now, <laughs> or will they? Will uh, anyone else get well, it, Mark? Let's go into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you need a wee bit of um, luck. But for example, let's just say Celtic and Rangers get through it. And I think, you know, let's say the next round, the quarter final, 
Rangers or Celtic need to go to Pataudry or mm -hmm. Tynecastle. I could see Aberdeen or, or Hearts yep. um, winning one off tie. So therefore, you're, you're, you know, you're, you put the spot and then you, you might end up getting the other Celtic or Rangers in the final when you're just 90 minutes away from maybe doing something. So look, you would also always fancy Rangers or Celtic, Paul, to sweep every trophy every year between the two of them. But as history will tell you, every now and again, another club pops up. We spoke about Aberdeen, we spoke about Kilmarnock, we spoke about St Johnston. Um, you look at Livingston way back, Hibs have won. Um, yep. a trophy Dundee United Ross County have all Inverness they've all won trophies in the past 12 years or so so um, you can't take it for granted but the way Celtic and Rangers are playing just now it's hard to see them not sweeping the boards Craig it's hard to argue uh, yeah. against that also but I think this is probably the cup uh, if anybody's going to sneak through outside of Rangers Celtic this is the cup you know in terms of scheduling in terms of the early schedule for both Rangers mm -hmm. and Celtic European football um, this is the opportunity for other teams to to maybe have that chance of success and lifting. I uh, look at Aberdeen. I think yeah, they potentially uh, have got a, a great opportunity. Also, a team like Motherwell, you know, right. I, I, yeah. I think potentially again they still got a draw and and all those kind of things. And, and they and, got and, to and, two finals, as you know, what course. three four years yeah. ago. And yeah. look, Rangers, Celtic, and Rangers. Um, uh, are the expected teams? There's no doubt about that. I just think if there were going to be any. Surprises, it's more in this cup competition being the early one due to Rangers and Celtic scheduling. Who would you go for then? I mean, I, I could ask you who is going to win go. it, but actually, you'd say Rangers or Celtic, I would imagine. Out with that, who, just in your water, what do you think, Craig Moore? Right, in my water, I am going to go for... He puts that Scottish all right on. Right just thinking he's buying no, some time, I have to hurry. Motherwell. The well, right. Motherwell. Okay, Stevie Hamill, first season as manager. Yep. Go for yeah. the well. Stephen yeah, Rosado will be happy yeah. with that. Would, so he fancies Motherwell to... Beat your old teammate Dodgy's yep, yep. Inverness on Wednesday night. For me, Paul, um, I would normally say Hearts, but because I've got the European fixtures mm -hmm. between now and November, I would say out with Celtic and Rangers, my tip would be Aberdeen. Why? I think Jim's building an exciting uh, squad there. They've had one or two wee blitz, but on the whole, I think will get it right. Again, he's just starting to work with a new squad. Uh, and I think that on their game at Pitaudry, mm -hmm. I think Aberdeen could be a match for anybody and give them a right good 90 minutes. And the striker could have had a hat trick. He was very yeah. generous giving away yeah. the penalty. Yeah, yeah, give yeah, it. He was, yeah. yeah, he was. But I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're tidy. You know, Ross McCrory looking the part, the new goalkeeper, goal. the, the the captain. So yeah, I think Aberdeen's got that wee bit about them again. Who needs to strengthen in the coming days? Three days, four days for Scotland, four hours, three for England. Yeah. Um, which teams? Where will we go? Motherwell? Will there be any money there for the new manager? Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, there's funds there, Paul. Yeah. There's, there's funds there to go and to go and do something. So, um, unless I'm mistake, I don't think Stevie's brought anybody in yet. Apparently, has he? He brought someone back who he worked with prior oh, from, 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 from Leeds United from back right. on loan. You're right, yep. but um, I think there's still scope to do to do two or three more. Yeah, and potentially we'll look to do that. I think yeah. you know they, they've they've got themselves in a good early position. But I think that is it, the the time. And especially with Stevie just being involved, I think as a manager, yeah. you've got to go early to try. And mm -hmm. when you've got that little bit of power, mm -hmm. go and get some signings in there. I think they yeah. definitely will do that. I think Hearts, just in terms of uh, with their scheduling with Europe, uh, with the injuries, an un unfortunate situation for Derek's them. Derek's looking for a couple. Uh, they've got a yeah, new player, haven't they? Yeah. Sorry, at Hearts, yeah. they've got someone else yeah, in, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. your boy from uh, Heracles in, in Dutch football. Yeah, uh, St. Johnson St. Johnston also yeah, uh, yeah, looking, be looking, yeah, looking for, for, a for a striker there for, for certain. Um, Livingston, maybe a winger. Um, 
So, yeah, not, not big business, Paul, but I think every club is still, you know, looking for maybe one or two that can make that difference between now and come January when the window reopens. What's the story with a club who could say they should be the third force in Scottish football? I'm not talking Hearts, I'm not talking Aberdeen. Hibs. I mean, look at the crowds that yeah. they can get and got early, very early in the season. They brought in Aidan McGeady. Aidan got that yeah. injury, yeah. as we know. He joined us in the programme a couple of weeks ago. Martin Boyle's back. They got that bounce at the beginning. But only five points from five games. Yeah, and, and again, so I can talk firsthand in yep. terms of seeing and submitting against Hibs. Yes. And, and, and look, Hibs, they, they didn't... Um, they didn't look as if they were a bad team. They were actually, you can look, you know, individually good players. I think the issue that they have at this moment in time is just probably not gelled together. Like I said, you touch on McGeady, who's, who's a, who potentially could be a massive player. Uh, so there's been a little bit of bad luck. There's some injuries there, but, you know, they've they've just not, they've not hit the ground running. They're a little bit more uh, like individuals at the moment. They're not playing like a team. Started slowly, started slowly also, and I believe that's been a bit of a trend for them this season, starting games slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, you know, a team, you know, Samirin got a great start, got off to an early early 1-0 win. And uh, so, so again, starting better and being more like a team, I think they've got good individuals, but need to come together. Some of them said, I think the manager, Lee Johnson, um, he described some of it as sloppy. Would that be fair? Sloppy, yeah, in terms of, again, definitely the, the, the start. Yeah. You know, so again, if you start sloppy and all of a sudden you go a goal down and now you've got to try to up the tempo and change it, it's it's not easy to do. And they tried their best, but mm-hmm. like I said, St Mirren uh, would definitely deserve it of the, of the three points at the weekend. And as the voice of Glasgow in the West here, Go Radio, for St Mirren. I mean, people worried about Stephen mm-hmm. Robinson at the beginning, had the magic gone that he had at Motherwell for a long time, mm-hmm. took them third top. But he's beginning to turn that round and uh, a great win from Keanu Bacchus, you mentioned Good performance. Yeah, you know, a clean sheet as well. Um, you know, you think back to um, one of the early games of the season where St Mirren battered Motherwell, but they lost 1-0. It looked as though Stephen Robinson was was under pressure. Could have been one of the early uh, casualties. We lost um, Graham Alexander at Motherwell the, the, the eve of the new season. Um, so, yeah, he he's managed to turn it around and, and credit to him. Again, he was trying to integrate new players. It was his first full pre-season. Um but, you know, you still want to keep that momentum going, Paul. I mean, they're in decent shape just now. All managers will tell you that the clubs that they think could end up being bottom six clubs are saying, we want to get to 10 points as quickly as possible. It's a real psychological thing to get to 10 points as quickly as you can. Once you hit double digits, you think, you know, if you're doing that within six or seven games, you think we might be all right this season because they'll be targeting sort of 10 points a quarter. So if you can do that with three or four league games to spare, then, you know, they'll be sitting pretty... Uh, just, pretty good. They just look as if this season they've got goals in them. Yeah. You know, like last season, I think when it was a bit of a struggle and it was either Brophy or, or Main or, the, or do we then put them together? At the moment, like Brophy's not even starting matches, mm. comes on and still could probably score a couple himself. Main's in there doing a job scoring goals. Ayunga's come in and done well. They just seem to have more options in the, in the, in the forward areas, Paul, this season. Um, and they do have those early points on the board, which are very, very important. And how come St Mirren can have the real grass, the proper turf, yep. and clubs like Kilmarnock and Livingston can't? It doesn't make sense, does it? They're a community club at uh, Paisley, and they've got the proper pitch, which makes such a difference. What about Kilmarnock? They finally got the win, game number five. For the manager, Derek McInnes, Huge. people think so much of him. Kilmarnock winning two, quite rightly, Kilmarnock winning 2-1. Yeah. But it, he needs money to spend or... He, 
the squad's not strong enough, is it? I think Dell's kind of said on a, a number of interviews, uh, and also we we done a function at the end of last season. He was mm-hmm. saying, you know, he really needs to try and beefen up the squad. Yep. Uh, he's tried his best, but again, uh, you know, it is a challenge uh, in terms of budget and and what you can actually go and spend on players. Uh, you know, the the quality players they normally cost a bit of money. So I still think he wants to do a little bit more uh, within the market. Um, but again, he's got he's got great experience. So. What what Derek McInnes does and does very very well is is, is organise a group of players um, to really get the the best out of a, a group. I think you know I, I think that he gets well organised, hard to beat. It was a huge result at the weekend because yeah. they were they were one nil down and they were managed mm. to come and, and overturn that. It was a huge result for yeah. Kilmarnock at the just weekend. To get, just to get the first win in front of their, <clears throat> excuse me in front of their home crowd, dramatic circumstances and just getting that first win's a, a big lift for them but I thought you know when you're talking about the transfer market and what Kilmarnock need to do and they are active between or they want to be active between now and Thursday Derek's column in the mail on Sunday yesterday was terrific it was a great insight and, to, and he was talking actually about his frustration just now because the club's trying to bring in a head of recruitment and they'll not get one in until next month or maybe October uh, for various reasons so he's basically saying He's having to do all that, so there's no filter yeah. in terms of maybe like narrowing it down to the best three targets mm-hmm. for each position that he's looking for. So he might be getting inundated by 20, 30, 40, as you well know, Oz, 20, 30, 40 things uh, for three or four different positions. Mm-hmm. He's also trying to put a team together, coach them every day with his staff, get them ready for a match day. You know, so when he's putting all that, you know, he's got a midweek game, he's at Tynecastle on Wednesday night uh, for the League Cup and trying to get a squad ready. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like people say, well, that's part of your job. Aye. Going to get players and say you should be wanting to say, and yeah, he does. He wants, but it was it was it was interesting the process mm-hmm. and how each department. Now at Tynecastle yesterday, and you see Joe Savage there with Robbie Nielsen and yeah. how they work it yeah. well. They, they yeah. work it well. Robbie and Joe work well together with with, with the Hearts board and the backroom staff. Yeah. So all those different roles within a football club are so important. I mean, if you've not got somebody there to fill it, mm-hmm. it puts a lot of extra pressure on the manager. I get that, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. Go on. Who's next to Ange Postacoglu doing all that? Um, go. There's no real football director as such at Celtic, is there? There's a head of recruitment. Uh, there's a head of recruitment. That, yeah. That's that's I what mean, all that Derek was d- talking about. Uh, head, of head of recruitment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, head of recruitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's 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 different. Like because you've got Ross Ross Wilson that kind of oversees Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, I know that Ange will do a lot of that, a lot of that stuff himself, um, and it is a huge job. It takes it takes a huge toll on you. I was going through his bench there at that point. I thought yeah. you meant, but yeah, of course, um, there hasn't been a football director at Celtic last season, and it's history now what they did under Ange Postecoglou. Kyle Lafferty, not a goal yet. That's my final point on Kilmarnock. Mm. So if he starts to score again, um, if he's still got it, yeah. then and, that could make a difference. And will he stay? Will he stay at Kilmarnock? Uh, yep, or will yeah, they yeah. look to move him on? Yep. 0808 17 17 700 it was a look there at the Premiership but I heard you mention Ash Taylor early on uh, the scorer for them and he it looks yeah. impressive doesn't he yep. and the fitness uh, I read a report saying that their fitness is second to none so in fairness to him and Tony Doherty Kelly are looking fit apparently I didn't see it but yep. yeah yeah no it's important That's That's what what it, it yep. is important especially you know those, those tighter matches in, in terms of when you get into the final minutes and concentration and fatigue and all those kind of things coming into play, fitness is, is extremely important. It was a remarkable week, wasn't it? Rangers going through to the Champions League itself um, just the other night. So they're both in so that's 70 to 80 million coming to the great city of Glasgow. 
Will we see any of it? No, we'll go straight to the football <laughs> clubs. Craig, you might have a chance there. You oh. never know. Hopefully, you'll get plenty of European trips. You've got to come on to us. You'll come on, yeah, won't yeah, you? Definitely. If you're in Amsterdam, definitely. we'll get you early in the yeah, day. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, wherever you are, Napoli. Yeah, oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Oh. Have you been? Have you been to Napoli? Yeah, I've yes. not been to Napoli. No. Okay. I know oh. you've been to Italy, but yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. brilliant, that'd wouldn't be beautiful. it? Beautiful. Look forward to that in Liverpool. Like that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've all yeah, been there. Let's hear from the manager then. Four 0 That's how the weekend kicked off. Rangers. On form, goals in both hands, both halves of the game. The manager happy. Well, I'm very pleased, very pleased with the performance. Clean sheet. Uh, the result was what we wanted. I scored four goals. I think uh, fantastic goals. The way uh, we build up uh, towards the the chance and and finally the goals. So uh, yeah, more than pleased than uh, today. John Lundstrom getting the first. Stephen Davis getting a goal as well, and the other, the double from Antonio Cholak. Well, very pleased. I mean, he's uh, giving us goals, not only goals, but also his his performance is really good. And uh, I'm really happy, as I said before, you know, the start he uh, he has uh, uh, with Rangers is fantastic. So uh, now he needs to keep going. Malky Mackay, he was gutted and he was raging that the referee, Don Robertson, didn't issue a second yellow card to James Sands. What did the manager feel, GVB? Well, I mean, it was, of course, it was, uh, he was already on the yellow. You know, it's one of those uh, fouls where uh, it could go either way. So for us, I was lucky that we, uh, that he didn't get the, the second yellow. Yeah. Sometimes you are uh, lucky with, uh, with cars and sometimes it goes uh, not your way, but that's the, the way the game goes. You'll be yeah. happy this week. Yeah, so Paul, much, do, yeah. You know, do you know what I liked about that interview? Yeah. And that's why, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and I enjoy listening to him. Most managers under those circumstances, Paul, I said, I didn't see it. I was speaking to my, my <laughs> number two at the time and I didn't see yeah. Sanz's tackle on him. I'll have a wee look back at it and I'll get back. No, he said, you know what, we're lucky. We get away with one there. Credit to him for that. But see, the week, the week before... Rangers were hard done to with the, with the Lundstrom decision. Then you did the moment of madness from uh, from Morelos, but he calls it as he sees it. Nice. He, he gives a very honest assess, assessment. He doesn't tell people what he thinks certain people want to hear. He just tells it as he sees it. We got away with one on Saturday there. Mm -hmm. Credit to him for that for being honest and upfront about it. Just like we we're saying about Jack Ross's interview as well. Credit to him for being so honest at full time yesterday. Yeah, he has he has been quite measured in, in a game that can say that because you, you touch on the week before with the Lundstrom one. He he wasn't screaming and shouting and bawling. Yeah. Uh, he was just like, you know, I think VAR, I'm, I'm pro VAR and the sooner that comes in and can help the, the officials, uh, fantastic. So he has, he's, he's quite measured and delivers a good message. Happy with uh, two goals coming in each half? Yeah, of course. You want to uh, start well um, and I think we did. So we we're very happy to score two goals in the first uh, first half to make sure we are, um, you know, we had a comfortable lead and after that uh, we continued to, uh, to play the same way in the second half. So the game tomorrow night, Rangers against Queen of the South and you reckon, Craig, well you're sure, 100% changes. Yeah, uh, for me, Giovanni will definitely freshen things up. He'll give players uh, game time that need game time. He'll make sure that he's got everybody within his squad ready for the weekend. We're going to get your predictions for those games. Also some more news on Europe as well. And uh, Scottish Connections down south, what's happening with the managers and players coming in and out. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! And don't forget in the morning, the best way to get to work or college or school or university, whatever, is Crofty and Grado from when you wake up tomorrow morning and they'll keep you right up to date with Rochelle as well. Mark, 
Honestly, you should try it one. I don't know why I'm giving Mark stick about breakfast. You're up and about early uh, checking the stories as the traffic and transfer news. Three days, four hours to go. Down in England, before we come back to Scotland, we're going to hear a wee bit more from Ange Postacoglu. Uh, a lot said today about uh, Stephen Gerrard after that loss at the weekend. We talked about it in the first hour. What about Leicester? Brendan Rodgers. Bottom of the table. One point. Yeah, I mean... Um... Look, it's, it's well documented there. He's not brought a player in yet. Um, he's losing Fafana today to Chelsea. Um, he's lost uh, Schmeichel. Um, it's a you know, Tunis, yeah. Yeah, oh. you know, yeah. Tielemans, Madison, you know, every chance that they could still um, be away um, too. So, look, he's lost a few good players, not being able to bring anybody in. I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, in many ways it, it might, suit not to be bringing people in because you know it's there you know and, and in terms of him not being able to do the job to the best of his ability because you know you're not being given the the, the proper tools uh, to work with but I get the feeling Paul um, that uh, Brendan will be away from Leicester sooner rather than later uh, but I think he'll bounce <clears throat> excuse me he'll bounce back a top European um, club because he's, he's got a terrific CV and he knows the game Was he sold a pup rather than a dream? Because at Leicester, no, yeah, no, I don't know. I wouldn't say that, um, you know, because you, you look at his, his first couple of years, you know, they backed him and, and, he, and he signed very well for them and, and proved players that he inherited, um, as well. You look at Harvey Barnes and boys like that, you know. Sure, so, no, listen, I, I don't think he was. And when you look at his relationship with Celtic, it was very, very uneasy with the hierarchy, um, for a number of months prior to his departure. Mm. Celtic, a lot of Celtic fans have still not forgiven him for leaving when he did. I, thought he was totally right to do what he did not a problem at all for me if he wanted to go um, but uh, I think he's peaked at Leicester mm. I think they've been good for each other mm. but I think a pattern of the ways is, is not too far off His next three games as well Oof. go on huh? what are they? they are Man United at home mm. who are back well look to be on form uh, look, yeah. look as if sure. they're, they're going to they're going to start to turn the corner at least going to yeah. be more competitive mm -hmm. it's a tough one Brighton away Brighton, Brighton of course Brighton have, yeah. start, have started the season mm -hmm. brilliantly and then, massive, massive game against Stephen Gerrard, Aston Villa, at home. Wow. It's a Midlands, kind of Midlands derby. Yeah, sort of it is, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's towards yeah. the East Midlands, yeah. yeah. Wow. And of course, when you look back on it, Leicester City, their second biggest ever day was winning the FA Cup under yeah. Brendan Rodgers. That's right. You just thought of something FA else no, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers uh -huh. against, obviously, Stephen Gerrard, three, two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. But will they both will they be, be in together? the dugout? Will mm. they both be in the dugout mm. for, the, for that game? Mm, I'm not so sure. Mm. We'll see. But he won the FA Cup for Leicester, not a fashionable club. We know they won the biggest one. They won the Premier League. Yeah. But he brought the FA Cup to them and then they won the Charity Shield. I know it's not as big, yeah, but took, you know, they did win the Community Cup. The, yeah. Took them to the semi-final, the Conference League. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. season, lost to Roma, That's who right. eventually won it. Jose Mourinho's Roma. Yeah. So look, they, 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 they've been good for each other. But like I say, at some point it comes Time a pattern in the ways. Two seasons just mm. fell out last yeah. minute, just right. fell out yeah. of the, the Champions League position. And of course, that would be huge money. You know, it's the 40 million for them as well. What about Alex Neil? Quick word before we come back to Ange Postacoglu and yeah. GVB. Uh, Alex Neil, he's gone to yeah, Stoke City. He's got the opportunity yep. to go to Stoke. I think he's uh, Sunderland are, are, are a big club. Uh, but I think that he's just the opportunity to maybe spend more money rather than the plan that was in place for mm. Sunderland, which which has worked. Um, I, I think you know in Stoke's position, I think we're fourth, fifth, bottom. I, I think that he'll t he'll take him on a decent journey. Where's loyalty though? 
in football. Yeah. Does it exist? Because yeah. managers, you know, they're they're there. He mm-hmm. pledged himself to the club. Um, I think it was a one-year contract he was yeah. on. Listen, uh, uh, look, yeah. uh, Paul, um, you know, if Alec had lost his first five games at Sunderland, mm-hmm. it, it'd be sacked by now. So there's an opportunity to come up. Sunderland don't need to give him permission to talk to them. Maybe there was a set fee or yeah. something in, in the contract. Um, and another thing, it's a lesson for football clubs too, that if you do believe that you've got the right guy in place, and Alec clearly was because he got them up, be proactive, don't be reactive. Don't offer, down. don't offer them a new deal just because somebody comes in for them. Yeah. Get them tied yeah. down while, while you have them. But I think Stoke are ready to go again to make a real push to get back into the Premiership. Whereas, as Oz as says, Sunderland has a plan in place and it's not immediate. It's to consolidate themselves in the Championship and then maybe kick on. But Alex will be keen to go and do it quicker. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, mm. the, the, just he signed a lot of players at Sunderland yeah. uh, and the um, majority of them were, were, were younger kind of players. Served the purpose, got it, but he's probably now got the opportunity or been promised mm-hmm. uh, you, you can go and spend some real dosh uh, and get some serious players. Will James McCarthy maybe go there? There was speculation last week that he would go to the Stadium of Light. Who knows? Yeah, we'll listen, if, yep. if, if Alex Neal thinks that James McCarthy can do a job for them, I'm sure that's a deal that, that, that could happen. The Coates family have got the money, haven't they? <laughs> They've got a lot. Right, back to Scotland then after the nine-goal win. Celtic's biggest ever away win ever in the league. Here is the manager, his reaction to the game. Fair to say, um, yeah, the boys were great. Uh, stayed really disciplined, focused. Um, we kind of you know, knew that sort of Dundee United were going through a tough spell and I guess for us it was important that we kind of set our stall really early and put them under pressure. And, you know, in the end... Um, you know, I think we just sort of wore them down and, and you know, the quality of our goals were, were, were pretty good tonight. Craig, there's no sign that they're going to give up. They're relentless. Can you see them yeah. continue that pace? It's a great pitch there at Dundee United, isn't it? Great yeah. time of year. Yeah. It suited Celtic style and they were just un- unstoppable. Uh, Celtic brought a, a very, very good game. Um, you know, you can't get away from that. Um, Dundee United come up against Celtic who were on fire. They were slick with their passing. Their movement was good. There was a desire and hunger to go and not only win the game and to win it well. Um, so in that kind of form... Tough opposition, there's no doubt about that. Desire and hunger. Yeah, and, and you know, previous to that, I think Celtic's last away game was uh, at Kilmarnock, it was 5-0. It was only could, five, ease, yeah. could easily have been 7 or 8 as well that day. You know, could easily, it could have been 10 or 11 yesterday. And the United came close once or twice. Um, but yeah, look, with them that kind of form, it's hard to see past Celtic. But of course, Paul, after Wednesday night, once I've been to Ross County, you'd mm. expect them to win. Rangers at Celtic Park, then Real Madrid are at Celtic Park. So this is when it really starts to... This is when you start to see really what Celtic are all about. Dingwall is not where you would choose to go, is it? When that draw came out in the League On Cup... On the Wednesday night, three days before yeah. the Rangers game, yeah. and, and Rangers having a, a, an extra day at home mm. at Queen of the South. No, it's not ideal. That said, Celtic will get a big, big squad, Paul, and that's where you've got to utilise the squad. So, no, um, you know... If, if it doesn't go to plan for yeah. Celtic on Saturday, I'm not having that about the fixture sure. list. Absolutely yeah, yeah. not. They've got a massive squad. They should be able to handle it. Yeah. It's not the list. It's the opposition. That's a tough mm. one, isn't it? Yeah, Ross County. Yeah, but if you yeah. want, if you want yeah. to, the, the, the holders of the trophy, if you want to keep it, one thing, you want to hear Ange Postacoglu complain about it. He'll go on, he will not to, and not tolerate any of his players. But they won't, because if he, if he makes the amount of changes that we expect him to make, the boys are going to be champ. James Forrest getting a start. Mm. Bernabeu getting a start. Ralston getting a start. Guys like that. You know, potentially James McCarthy getting a start they're all absolutely desperate to get in there and go and show the manager what they're all about 
top of the scoring charts is Kyogo Furuhashi still the number one favourite I'm just looking at both of you I think for the Celtic fans although Jota challenging that maybe Abada now as well Callum McGregor the captain but here is the manager speaking about the Japanese striker yeah it's great I mean he's been great all along and um, you know he's he's such an important part of what we do but you know he understands it's not just you know his goals I mean you know the way he harassed the opponents I mean he was the one that sort of instigated a couple of the counter-attacks that we scored from so um, you know it's not just his goals it's his overall work rate and you know to be fair all our strikers work awfully hard and but they also get the rewards Kyogo says he can get 30 goals could anyone argue I was going to say he's he's if he stays fit he's 30 plus Mark yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 30 plus 30 plus um, what about Abada here's the manager speaking about the guy the Israeli international the young what is he 21 20, now yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. yeah so young Got a hat-trick. I mean, he's a fantastic young player and, and, you know, everything we've asked of him in the last sort of, you know, 12, 14 months, he's just, you know, taken every challenge and um, there's more growth in him. He's only a young man and, you know, he's, he really wants to learn, he wants to get better and, um, you know, it was a good game for him today to come in because uh, we knew he'd get plenty of the ball and, and be able to, to do what he does and, uh, you yeah, know, it was great for him to get his goals. Mark, you see his game improving. A bad uh, yeah, yeah, and you know it's 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 all about being able to to carry out instructions and to fit into a, a, a team structure. I mean, you can all have have all the individual skill and, and and tricks in the world, Paul, but you've got to play within the way the manager wants you to play for in order for the team to be at it, at, it, at its most effective. And clearly, a badder can do that for a young man. He can clearly take in tactical instruction and follow him out. And when you look at his goals as well, coming in from the wide area. He attacks the centre of the goal brilliantly well, doesn't he? he? Gets himself into the centre of the goal, six, eight yards out, and look at the goals he scores from, from that position. So he's great at assists, but when the ball's over the other end of the pitch, my goodness, he makes it up to get into the box to become an extra striker. Craig? No, you're right. He, he takes up. He's, he's clever. He's a really, I think, for his age, he shows great maturity. He gets in good positions. He comes in like a second striker. Yeah, he, he, you never see him out caught as a winger when it's on the other side. I'm not sure whether it was his third finish, the one that, where he kind of... Think. A little thing oh, coming. So beautiful. again, that's that's showing yeah. a little bit of quality, a little bit of composure, uh, and a player that that has a lot of confidence and a bit of maturity as well. Yeah, yeah. Just, I think I mentioned that somewhere in the in, in, you the, did. in the yeah, some yeah, great yeah, adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the night's one we've had? Because last week it was Struggle Street. You had one earlier on. No, earlier on, did I? I don't think yeah, I had one tonight. Yeah, no, I don't think you did. Oh, yeah. I think he's next to your dictionary, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, here's Ange Postacoglu's final. He was speaking with Sky Sports after their excellent coverage. Um, here, <laughs> speaking, <laughs> quick plug for them um, about the, the way they played. Yeah, we spoke about it before the game. It's about sort of not going rolling out there and trying to win a game of football. It's about, you know, playing a game our way and, and making sure that, you know, irrespective of, of how the opposition set up or, or, you know, what they're feeling going into a game, yeah. that we impose ourselves on it. And uh, as I said, the boys were really disciplined with that. I mean, there was a patch in the first half where we got a bit scrappy with our passing, but, you know, we, we rectified that quickly and, uh, yeah, the rest of the game was good. So they're in action on Wednesday night. Ross County Celtic, what do you think, Craig? Scoreline in the cup, we'll go through the games. Yeah, OK, yeah. I'm going to go with a, a Celtic a Celtic win. I think go for 3-1. 3-1. Mark? 2-0. Uh, Motherwell Inverness on Wednesday. Mark? 3-1. Uh, 3-1. What do you think? Motherwell. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to go 1-0 Motherwell. The well. Livy against Dundee United. Wow. What do you think? Does this go to penalties? Or is it a result in the night? Yeah, yes, it yeah. does. Yep. Finish, yep. I'm going to go Livy 1-1, um, normal time, penalties go through. Okay. There you go. Livy going through? Livy. Wow. Okay. 
Levy 2-1 right. Not good news for Dundee United Hearts Kilmarnock Mark Hearts and penalties and You're going for Hearts on penalties Kilmarnock Normal time Oh, you're going for Kelly? Yeah. 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 Going to go for Kilmarnock. Jamie has been on from Kilmarnock saying he was uh, there buoyant again. There was over 6,000 there. It's not a bad crowd. Could be yeah, even yeah, more, but yeah. 6,200 odd. So mm-hmm. Jamie Morrison was there. Right, Rangers against Queen of the South. Mark? 3-0 Rangers. That's tomorrow night, of course. 3-0 Rangers. Yeah, Rangers, comfortable 3 or 4-0, yeah. Are you going to the match tomorrow? I will be, yes. You'll be at the match. Yeah. Good. Partick Thistle are both. Now, look at that one from last season, mm. you know, when they were both just, yeah. just that away from getting up. Yeah. What do you think tomorrow? I, I think well, Partick are in, in cracking form, aren't they, this season? I'm going to go 3-1 Partick Thistle. 3-1. What do you think, Mark Whitty? 1-0 Partick. Okay. Dundee against Falkirk, Mark. This could be Ooh, a... Yeah. yeah. Do you want to maybe for, see yeah. Falkirk and pens. Mm, Falkirk and penalties against the... The Dens Park side. What do you think? I'm very, I'm very, very tempted with Falkirk, mm-hmm. but but I'm going to go with Dundee. Resisting that temptation. Yeah, I'm going to resist. Annan against Aberdeen. Nobody's going against uh, Aberdeen, are they? No. No, because no. you think they could win the yeah, tournament. Yep, same with yours. Listen, thanks so much. Will you be back soon? You'll be back with us. Yes. Mark, you'll be back as well later in the week. Barry will be with us as well, I think, on Wednesday. Thanks to everyone who Thursday. called in tonight. Thursday night you're here. Looking forward to that on Thursday. So big John Hartson here tomorrow night with big Stephen Craig. And thanks so much for everyone who called in. We're back tomorrow at five coming up next after the news. It's the one and only Jokal Day. Thanks so much for listening. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.